are tuned into Let's Talk About It by Ash and Amina. <laughs> Tino? Tino? What's up, everybody? Morise, I hope you all had a fantastic weekend because we surely did. You're tuned in to Let's Talk About It by Ash and Amina, a podcast by two best friends chatting on life and all things sweet and sour. In light of the fact that we are still very much in the month of love, it is only fitting that our second episode is still based on love and relationships. Before we jump right into it, uh, tell me something, Amina. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Love the intro, guys. I'm feeling the vibes. It's a new week. You know, we're going hard. <laughs> I love your energy. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm ready to begin. Let's get started right away. Mm. Tell me one thing that sparked your weekend. One thing that sparked my weekend. Yes. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Well, oh, I think it's a social experiment that we did. I don't want to get into too much detail. Y'all will find out, but we're really excited to tell you guys about what we did. So, yeah, I think that was the highlight of my weekend. Okay, nice. Nice. I like that. I love that. Okay, um, so this week's question of the day, QOTD, is friends first or lovers at first sight? So, let's get right into it. Amina. What do you think? Friends first or lovers at first sight? That, that's a very interesting question. I'm going to go with friends first, guys. I believe in friends okay. first. And <laughs> as compared to love at first sight, me, I've never experienced love at first sight. And also, how are you experiencing love at first sight? You know, like, I don't... Hey, it's a connection. <laughs> but, mm, guys, you look at me and you say, I love you. Eh, you don't know what people are. You don't know who people really are. You know, I'm skeptical. Also mm. me, like how do you how how are you so sure you love me? What if I'm a witch, guys? What if I'm a witch? <laughs> you understand? Like you can't just you know You can't just claim you love me. You can't just claim you love me. <laughs> relax, relax, relax. So mm, guys, what if I'm a witch? Eh. Mm. Okay. Friends first. Let's get to know each other first. Uh that's how I go about things. Let me suss you out, see where you're coming from, where you're going, where you are right now. You understand? Mm. <laughs> what about you? Yeah, but I'm more of on the let's build an acquaintanceship, you know, mm, Okay. instead of like friendship. Because friend, I don't know, there's some people out there who are obsessed with, you know, labels and like, you know, zoning and stuff like that. So... If you tell somebody, let's be friends first, you kind of like, I don't know, for some people, it kind of makes them feel like you've already made a decision that, you know, this thing is not going to be romantic in any way. So the idea of being acquainted with someone first kind of like gives the idea that you're open to this being something more than just friendship. I don't know if that makes okay, sense. Because yeah. Yeah. I do I, I do believe that it's necessary to at least have the basis before you jump into mm. a relationship. Like you said, I could be a witch. Mm, <laughs> for real. So, yeah. Mm. A few dates before you actually make things official. You know, create a familiar ground. Definitely. That type of thing. Exactly. Yeah. I'm with you on that one. 100%. Mm. <laughs> Okay, speaking of which, uh, Amina and I decided to test a theory on how to fall in love after 36 questions. Ooh. 
In the bio, you'll find a link on the article by Daniel Jones, which features a podcast episode called To Fall in Love, Do This. And you'll also find the 36 questions that we used in this experiment. So backstory, right? Mm. The study was inspired from a kiss that a psychology student called Arthur Aaron shared with his colleague Elaine Spaulding after which they immediately fell in love. Mm. So after the kiss, Aaron was like, hey, why not do a study on romantic love? And with the help from Elaine, he set out on a journey that led him to try to answer the question, how might we in a laboratory setting find a way to create instant intimacy between strangers? Okay, so after some research and a few experiments with pairs of strangers, he formulated 36 questions that are aimed at building intimacy between strangers from just a few hours, right? Okay, so Amina and I decided to do the experiment. I introduced Amina to my close friend, Blessing, who's based in South Africa. And Amina introduced me to her friend, Yusufa, who's currently based in America, I think. But uh, they met in Malaysia. The idea was to find a stranger and see if after 36 questions, we actually do form a connection, not exactly a fall in love because um, we have already removed that part where we are supposed to be, you know, looking into each other's eyes or that, you know, context of actually seeing a person in real life. Oh, so yeah, I didn't realize that that was part of the experiment. Yeah. <laughs> We had to look into each other's eyes. Interesting. Yeah. So after you give yourselves like a few minutes to look into each other's eyes, because you know how they say the eye is the window to someone's soul. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. So Aminata, would you like to update us on the experiment from your side? Yo, guys, it was very interesting. I mean, I got to know about this person much more than I know about anyone else. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like the questions were very much formulated in a way that you could really learn a lot from the stranger. And what I liked was we didn't make it a situation where we are just answering the questions. You answer, I answer, mm-hmm. you answer, I answer. It was one of those, okay, we're having a conversation. And within that conversation, we're including those 36 questions. And, you know, it was just a conversation throughout and we talked for long and i think the chemistry was booming like the energy was there especially with the person you picked for me shout out to you simba hey all my friends are cool people okay <laughs> <laughs> no definitely i break different <laughs> i break different yeah. so i have here his response his review on it so he said that he was skeptical at first and the whole notion of knowing someone through a Q&A seemed like a bit absurd but having done it he just wants to apologize and say it was worth it and I think so too thank you and he says that he would definitely recommend this to anyone interested in starting a relationship on a solid and good foundation Mm -hmm. and he felt like he did share a part of his life with me and it felt like we've known each other for the longest time like yeah and i i agree like it was booming that conversation so yeah it definitely built a connection and i learned more about him and he learned about me and i learned things from him that i might now incorporate into my own life and vice versa so that was my experience with it you guys should try it <laughs> mm. what about you ash 
Well, I I have the same similar feedback to give actually, but anyways, I'll start with uh, Yusufa's feedback or review on the experiment. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is what Yusufa had to say about the experiment. It was a fun exercise. Would these questions make two people fall in love right away? I don't think so, but it would definitely show vulnerability and the character of each person to a point that you will know whether they might be something or not. Right. It's like mm. a good first date if you are paired with the right person or an intrusive yeah. interview with someone nosy if you're not feeling it. I enjoyed it and mm. I enjoyed the experiment. It was fun. Okay. Yeah. Wow. I think we sort of had like a good connection from the get-go, right? Like you said, we tried to make it yeah. more of a conversation rather than an interview. And I was more comfortable with him. I felt like I knew him. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think I know more about him than even Aminata. <laughs> I'm telling you, even me, I think. And I have known you for like years, bruh. Exactly. Like the way the questions are formulated, you can get a lot out of someone, honestly. And it works well if you're both honest with each other also. You know? to be honest yeah definitely yeah and like hours go by and you don't even realize it yeah and we both did phone calls just to you know have oh yeah a better interaction rather than just texting over the phone we actually set up a call and we were like okay let's have the conversation and we asked the Mm -hmm. questions and it was you know we were bouncing off just like that so it really went well and bear in mind guys we didn't know these people i didn't know blessing just as much as tinashe didn't know yusufa and right now we all know each other. <laughs> <laughs> right. And yeah, like Yusufa is cool people, man. Bro. I, I really did uh, like his character. He's, he's cool vibes. Shout out to the mm. gents. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for yeah. participating and taking us up on this crazy social experiment. I enjoyed it. They enjoyed it. We had fun. Everybody, guys, listen. Try it out <laughs> for the fun of it. It's good. The link yeah. is in the bio. You can click it and check it out. Mm. <laughs> you know, when that first date is getting a bit stale, just take out those 36 questions and uh, do do you. And begin. Get to know the person. Yeah. Anyway, that's it for this uh, episode. I'm on. Ah! I'm so dead. Ah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm literally crying. No, we understand. I mean, it's like 5 a.m. my time. It's what? 11 p.m. your time. Guys, we are tired. The content. Yay! Content creation. The dedication. The time we put in. And we have class in the morning. But anyways, we do it for you guys. We love you guys. <laughs> You know what, let's just let's, let's just jump, jump in into, into the, the next, next segment. <laughs> oh dear lord. Tino? Tino? You are tuned into Let's Talk About It by Ash and Amina. Don't miss out on notifications on when we next upload our episodes. It's time for updating Ash. Okay, so for those of you who don't know and are probably listening to this podcast for the first time, just to give you a little bit of info on updating Ash, this is the segment where we update Ash on whatever's going on on the TL because my friend here, my best friend here, (laughs) 
you know she's not always up to date with what's happening on the media so we've dedicated the segment to update her on what's going on on the tl so ash give me the tea girl are you ready <laughs> i am ready okay so not exactly an update i'm going to give you but more of something i came across and i just want to have a conversation with you about it but who knows it might be a debate depending on which side you're on okay and the topic i have for you is about soulmates i mean we're still in the month of love so i feel like it's a topic that we can dive into you know, considering the theme of the month. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so this piece of information I found about soulmates. Did you know, according to the Greek mythology, that soulmates have existed for as long as mankind has? And so what had happened was humans were once androgynous creatures and they had... Okay. <laughs> what does that mean? Androgynous. Okay, androgynous is like... Okay, when someone is considered to have androgynous features on their face for example that means they kind of have masculine features and also feminine features on their face okay weird but okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a very attractive feature to have oh. as a human being when you're considered androgynous you should actually google it guys google like androgynous celebrities for example like people who are considered androgynous do you know um ruby rose Ruby Rose, not the rapper, not the hip hop rapper, but um, I was actually thinking of the the, the rapper, <laughs> Ruby. No, yeah. no, the actor. I think she acted in Orange Is the New Black. Oh, that one. She she's she's beautiful. She's pretty. I don't know, man. She's confusing, but hell, damn, she is beautiful. <laughs> exactly. So she's what people would consider someone who's got androgynous uh. features. Like she kind of has like a masculine look. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, sharp jawline, chiseled face, you know, features like that. But also, she very has, like... Would we say um, Angelina Jolie is also one? (laughs) Okay, I can understand where you're coming from. But yes, I can say yes and no. She looks more feminine. But yeah, like someone who just... Okay, I will. will. You should look it up. Also, to anyone who's listening to this, please look it up so that you know exactly what I mean. Androgynous... um, features i hope i'm pronouncing the word right but yeah so according to greek mythology humans were known as androgynous creatures and they had spherical bodies a belly sort of like Mm -hmm. from the front side they were quite spherical you understand Mm -hmm. with four legs four arms two faces but one head two faces but one head and those faces facing opposite directions And so, try and picture that. And there were three sexes known to mankind at the time. First, you had the type of body that was male and male. And that was known to be the child or children of the sun, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. Male and male in one body. Then the second sex is female and female in one body. And that was known to be the child of the earth or children of the earth. And then the third sex is hetero male and female in one body and that is known they were known as like the child of the moon right so those were the three sexes so as time went on they realized they had kind of like a lot of power being that you know they can do more having two bodies than one and mm-hmm. zeus which was who hey i love zeus mm-hmm. so your 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 boy zeus Okay, I, I, I have a hate-love uh, relationship for Zeus. Really? But anyways, go on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, your boy Zeus, the god of the sky, fearing mm-hmm. their power, split them in half, sending them eternally searching for each other. 
and that's how the idea was planted us searching for our other half our true loves and spending the rest of our lives with them that's how soulmates came to be do you understand the concept Mm, okay that's very interesting i don't know that's the thing about greek mythology like it's it sounds unreal but very interesting you know what i mean very interesting right? <laughs> yeah so now my question to you is are soulmates limited to lovers do you think so soulmates limited to lovers i don't know man i always felt like soulmates and lovers are the same thing are they not the same thing um it could be it could be it could be first of all let's define a soulmate can we define a soulmate okay so from what i've read in the dictionary a soulmate is a person with whom one has a strong natural affinity and has shared values and tastes this person or this soulmate is not always romantic but often is and usually they're destined to be together so two souls that are meant to be together and they're naturally compatible and perfectly suited for each other oh okay and with that i came across an interesting type of soulmate can i say and that is called a twin flame have you ever heard of a twin flame no okay so a twin flame is known to be one soul that is split into two and usually the difference between a twin flame and a soulmate is that yeah your twin flame is you know one soul that is split into two and a soulmate is two souls that are meant to be together your twin flame is someone that is very hard to be naturally compatible with because because of the fact that you're split into two you're kind of the same person so but they come into life as a way to encourage growth um and awareness within each other like if you have a twin flame it's kind of seeing a mirror of yourself and you'll get really annoyed at times you can clash because you're kind of the same person so anyways that's just a bit to give you um reasoning on a twin flame um, but yeah as i said our soulmates limited to i would think you're my twin flame <laughs> really yeah because sometimes i see a lot of me in you and the other way around but i don't know i mm-hmm. I don't know I, that's the first person that i thought about when you're explaining what you're saying but anyways Aww. yeah go on <laughs> okay i think so too but um i think the only difference is that we haven't really clashed yeah you know like that mm-hmm. and that's one important aspect of a twin flame but anyways as far as soulmates being limited to lovers i don't think so I don't think so. I also think that believing in soulmates can actually be the worst advice that you could give yourself. I want to say this because it can sometimes prevent you from finding and maintaining good relationships that you might already have. People who believe in soulmates are so quick to cut off the next person as soon as there's an inconvenience because you believe, Kuti, with soulmates, everything has to be perfect. There's Mm -hmm. no flaws, what, what, what. So as soon as the first slightest inconvenience happens, people are quick quick to cut them off and then those people kind of end up being miserable because you're always in search of the one but sometimes the one is you know not what you want but what you need you know you know you know i'm getting with that right um yeah i do understand what you're saying i do understand what you're saying Mm -hmm. but also adding on to that who's to say the person you think is the one or is your soulmate is actually your soulmate you know what i mean because you're working on instinct and what you believe in that moment to be true i don't know if i'm making sense um it kind of it comes to the same question that i asked in the blog post how many soulmates can you have right because mm-hmm. oh by the way side note guys if you haven't seen the blog post <laughs> please check it out it is titled how many soulmates can you have 
there you go so guys please check it out on our website at ashandamina.com you'll find it there beautiful piece read it in your free time it's a good piece <laughs> yeah okay as i was saying mm-hmm. <laughs> thank you for that as i was saying like the concept of finding that one soulmate right mm-hmm. if you find someone and you're convinced that they are the soulmate right mm-hmm. and then if it doesn't work out you can only convince yourself that you know what i was wrong in the beginning that was actually not my soulmate let me go look for my soulmate but who's to say they were actually not your soulmate what if you have more than one soulmate yeah i don't know i think you can have multiple soulmates i think there's a soulmate for each season of your life a hey, season okay that is scary <laughs> i feel like it because you you know i'm very much a person who's all about growth yes there's destiny but also sometimes we grow uh-huh. and in this certain period where i'm experiencing what i'm experiencing what i attract and what i want may be different from what i would want in like a different season of my life mm-hmm. so you know that's so made i would have considered like is my everything during that period of time in my life it might not be the same in the next and i don't know if that makes sense isn't it a soulmate a soulmate should be defined by it should be a love that makes sense for you and your joy at the time no okay i do understand you but then that actually tosses away the whole question of finding one person to marry because if you believe in a soulmate for each season then how are you going to be uh married to one person mm-hmm. for the rest of your life because like you said you believe in growth right but i believe in the concept of growing with your person mm, 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 mm. i i i get that i get that i mean yeah because you're right you could you, you could actually have like a person for each season but i think at some point you need to choose one person and then grow with them that way you don't you know uh, cheat or you know break off something so easily because you know you feel like you have outgrown that phase you can yeah. choose to grow with your person but what if it gets to a point where you've done so much growing that you can't like that's what i'm talking about a time where you've done so much growing to the point where it's like ish we've tried to grow together but this may not work out so that's what i was thinking of mhm Okay. But anyways guys, we can go deeper with this topic. So, True. I'm sure a lot of you have a lot of thoughts on this. We don't want to waste too much time on it. We want to move on. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I think you maybe we should take this perspective. I think you are, well, you should be the greatest love of your life, your own soulmate, because if you look at it, you're busy searching for the one when you're actually with the one you're going to spend the rest of your life with already and that's you, boo. Hey, come in with that knowledge. <laughs> Yes, I said it and I'll say it again. You are right. <laughs> so anyways, that's all I have about soulmates for now. Mm-hmm. But you guys, if you have any comments or anything you'd like to pitch in, things we missed in between, please let us know. Comment below. Let us know what you think. DM us. We would love to hear from you. Definitely. I want to hear what people have to say about soulmates and stuff. Like, do you believe in the concept of actually having a soulmate, you know? Exactly. Do you even believe in soulmates? Yeah. All right guys, I think we've exhausted the sun for now. We need to move on. So on to the next one. Tino, Tino, follow Tino. us on Snapchat, Instagram and Twitter at Ash and Amina. Bringing you weekly episodes. Okay, honey.
is time for the last segment of the day. What are they saying? What's the tea? Right? So, again, for those of you who don't know, this is the segment where we get public opinion and we pose a few questions to the public, get their views on the questions asked and bring them to the show and have you guys listen to what people think about certain questions that are being asked. So, the questions for this specific episode we pose two questions to the public the first one is is it okay to voice out your type as far as dating is concerned the second question is is the talking stage necessary when dating why and how long should it be okay so yeah these are the questions we pose to the public and we have their responses shout out to you guys thank you for sending your opinions and responses in and without further ado ash is going to begin by giving us the tea what are they saying ash let us know okay thank you so much what are they saying what's the tea okay so for the first question is it okay to voice out your type we have a response from reckless all the way from miami florida shout out to you shout out to you reckless Reckless says it is essential to know and communicate your type, but I would do it from the jump. Compatibility matters and how you're going to know who fits your lifestyle. If you don't initially communicate what your wants and desires in a relationship are, my tip, don't waste each other's time. Therefore, it is definitely okay. So what do you think about Reckless response on that? Yeah, guys, I'm strong on don't waste each other's time. (laughs) Say what your type is. I want to say this. Okay. I saw a thingy where people, uh, some dating apps have where you cross out what what ethnicity you'd like to date. People found that offensive and they were like, eh, how can you like cancel out people like that? But you know what? The way I look at it is like, look, if you don't want to date my kind of type, please let me know so that I also know I'm not wasting my time looking at you. True. You understand? So keep it moving. Fine. Don't waste each other's time. What about you? Yeah, I agree 100%. Don't waste my time. And I will, don't waste yours. Like, let's get straight to the point. <laughs> Period. Per. Anyways, moving on to uh, response number two from Surreal, who's based in Melbourne, Australia. Shout out to you. Let's hear the voice notes. Shout out to you, girl. I think voicing out your type and saying the things that you like is good for one's own reflection, but should never be put as a definitive rule for yourself. I think when thinking about one's type, you should be thinking about the things that you like characteristic-wise um, and sometimes physique-wise. However, why it shouldn't be definitive is because the things that you may be naturally attracted to may not always be what's best for you and maybe just by systematic training. So yes, you can voice it out, but don't hold it to an extremely high standard that it's an absolute for you. Wow. Beautiful. Can I just say I love her voice? I know, right? definitely love her voice Mm. yeah but she has a point she has a point and also like the fact that we are growing up you know our type is constantly changing Mm. so sometimes it's okay to know that you know you're evolving and i mean when we're younger the physical parts were very essential but as you grow up you know it kind of changes it kind of changes and also if you're so fixed on a certain type Mm. like what she said don't make it definitive because it might not actually be what you need but just what you want yeah so mm, true don't hold it to a high standard guys because you can be really yeah some of us learned the hard way (laughs) (laughs) you see now from experience you've seen 
<laughs> so just be careful about that one. Be open, guys. Also, yeah, yeah. You, you may not always find that your type is what you necessarily need. So be open. Be open. Don't just stay strict on things. Otherwise, you block your blessings. I'm telling you now. True, true. Anyways, on to the third response. So, Tadiwa all the way from South Africa, Johannesburg says, everyone has a type. I mean, sometimes you might not even realize it, but you most definitely have a type. I believe everyone should be free to express who they are and what they want. We live in a world where most people are suppressing so many feelings and emotions and this doesn't help anyone. I think it is okay to voice out your type because then you can attract what you want and only that. But at the same time, this might be to you your detriment especially if you don't know exactly what you want know yourself first find out what's good for you then voice it out i love it <laughs> very important know what you want first don't come mm-hmm. out there looking confused guys mm-hmm. no <laughs> let's not do that know yourself first know what you want uh, what's your type eh. <laughs> <laughs> anyways moving on we have a response from tawana all the way from canada and Anyways, moving on to uh, Tawana's response from Canada, Kelona, playing. I think it is kind of important to voice out your chat because that way, like, if you tell them what you're looking for, what kind of person you like, and if they're not really aligned with that, then it saves a lot of time and heartbreak for both parties involved. Okay, so I'm not sure if you guys could clearly hear what Tona was saying, but from what I picked out, he said it would be good to voice out your type, especially on like a first date with someone, as a way to just save a lot of time. You know, that thing of let's not waste each other's time. And it saves a lot of time, saves a lot of heartbreak. That's basically what he said. So yeah, what do you think about that one? Yeah, that's the same thing that Reckless said as well. Exactly. You know, don't waste each other's time. Definitely. So yeah, saves a lot of time, guys. Okay, so moving on to the second question. The talking stage, is it necessary? And if so, for how long? So the first response that we're going to listen to is from Samuel, Mm -hmm. who is based in Kwekwe, Zimbabwe. Shout out to you, Samuel. Shout out to you, Sam. Okay, so here's the thing. I do think that a talking stage is necessary, but I think it's one of those things you should realize in hindsight that, oh, that was our talking stage, instead of labeling it as something that you're actually starting. Because I believe that the best relationships are always organic and things should just happen naturally. And you always realize in hindsight, like, yeah, that was our talking stage. And I think that also defeats the second part of the question in that how long should it be? I think each and every case is unique and you can only deal with it on its own merits. So like, I don't think there's a standard way. Things happen at different rates for different people, all depending on your personality traits and stuff like that. So yeah, I think that's the best way I can answer that question. Okay. Mm. So what do you think about Sam's response? Hey, I don't know. I was distracted by that amazing voice. <laughs> <laughs> Woo, wow. <laughs> that was a nice voice though. <laughs> but anyways, he has a point. Especially when he says yeah. everything is different for like everybody, you know, time-wise. So it's, it's mm. different. But I definitely feel like the talking stage shouldn't be too long. Because I'm pretty sure around at most three months, you already know what you want. So if you're prolonging it more than three months, mm. 
Mm, some people go for two years, two years talking stage. <laughs> and y'all are just wasting each other's time, to be honest. That's my view. <laughs> no, I definitely agree with him. Yeah. Yeah, but it is necessary. No, actually, you know what? I have a... Okay. Mm. I have a different... Uh, approach to that the talking stage it is and it isn't necessary because if we say that we need a talking stage what's the point of the relationship itself because you're still going to talk right i feel like it is important to have like maybe a few dates to get acquainted like i said before and then after that i'm pretty sure you kind of already know whether you want to take this further or not to have a relationship with the person or not because once you start prolonging the the talking stage you guys are essentially dating without labeling as a date you know what i mean i don't know that is essentially the talking stage like going on a few dates acquainting mm-hmm. each other i'd like to think that's what the talking stages about it is just building the momentum mm-hmm. to that point so yeah we're not saying talking stages like build a friendship no being acquainted yeah talking stage is just like building that momentum until you're comfortable enough and you're okay enough to be like okay i think we can be more than one. yeah yeah definitely making sense anyways thank you sam uh on to tadiwa from Joburg again so tadiwa says i think the talking stage is necessary especially if the person is fairly new in your life obvious right i think it's essential to go through the talking stage prior to dating this is where you get an overall idea of how the person thinks you break the ice you get familiar with their habits you make known your intentions and get to know theirs too basically you get a picture of how it would be like to date this person in terms of communication mostly unfortunately our generation has hacked this process and are using it to give a false image of a person's character and beliefs to match yours just so you are agree to being with them only to realize that this is a completely different person months into the dating stage what a waste of time Mm. Mm. i think the talking stage is where you really catch feelings for each other and so it should be as long as needed for both parties to be certain that they really like each other and they want to date what do you think about that excellent Mm. she dropped the mic (laughs) she dropped the mic on this one yeah the thing about false image Mm -hmm. what she said about false image i really do believe that that people sometimes come out and kind of i don't want to say they lie but they'll come out showing only their best self i mean yeah we need to do that when you start off dating someone obviously you're going to show the side of you that is your best side your best self and that's the one that's going to represent you during the talking stage can i just say something yes i don't know so this Mm. i'm giving you a scenario right so there's this guy he's a broke guy and he in his opening statement you know when he's talking to a girl he mentions the fact that he's a broke guy you know what i mean so is this real life (laughs) i don't know like what do you how do you feel about that a guy comes to you approaches you and says i really like you and i want to get to know you but you have to know i'm a broke guy Hey, <laughs> you know what, first and foremost i appreciate the honesty mm. over anything i appreciate anyone who can be as honest as possible True. so thank you for telling me you're broke but ish bye-bye now i know not to look at you anymore now i know we can move forward we're not wasting each other's time <laughs> okay so that actually happened to me uh, and <laughs> i don't know i how broke though to him it felt more of like a selling point but to me it was just like why don't you at least let me get to know you first you know like you first so that when you do drop the bomb like you know you're a broke guy i at least have something else to hold on to you know what i mean i get it because 
but yeah uh the talking stage is definitely necessary i think it's necessary and but it shouldn't be too long mm. because then you're just wasting my time i think after three months you pretty much know exactly uh, where you stand with me whether you want to be serious with me or yeah i don't know if i mentioned this already but yeah that that thing of mm-hmm. oh yeah 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 and i think this goes for it relates to voicing out mm-hmm. your type sometimes i tanashi sent me this video on instagram she forwarded to me oh, and yeah. it was this um influencer that was saying that when it comes to guys asking her like what's your type she's not really keen on answering what it is because by doing that you're just basically selling you're giving him pointers the manuscripts mm-hmm. yeah so obviously if you mm-hmm. tell this person like ah, this is my type right da, 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 a b c one two three they're just gonna take it as okay i'm just gonna have to mold myself into making sure I'm that type for you. And mm-hmm. it can be a bit tricky if he has ill intentions, like if it's not coming from a good place. You know, if it's coming from a good place and he's trying to match up to what you need, okay, fine. Like he's trying to be the best man for you. But if he's doing it like as a way to like, ah, I just want to beg this girl. So yeah, let me ask her what's her type so that I also know how to just shape myself and I can fit into the criteria. And then definitely she'll mm-hmm. check me off the list. So that one is a bit tricky. I get what she says in that, okay, maybe it's not so good to voice out your type. So that's another thing of seeing things on that question mm-hmm. yeah definitely yeah when it comes to voicing out your type i'm very skeptical about that as well i like i think it's okay to voice out your type but be very careful what exactly you give away because if you give away the whole thing like a proper a to z kind of person then i mean you're just literally setting yourself up for you know being played so yeah but anyways thank you guys for joining us today this was an amazing episode and see you next time see you next time guys thanks for tuning in tino Catch us on tino. The next one. tino bye <laughs>